Section E. Man, a spiritual and corporeal creature. What then is the specific behavior of man? Man performs many kinds of activities, but what is specific in him is the spiritual activity of understanding and making free choices. By his acts of willing, with the free mastery over it, by his dominion over all other human activities, and by his understanding. Man is essentially different from animals. He has a degree of life which is more perfect. This degree of life, proper to man, is called the spiritual life. Spiritual, not only in the sense of religious, but also of supermaterial, or independent from all material conditions. The human degree of life occupies a definite position in the hierarchy of the actuality of being. Man is neither pure spirit nor pure matter, but a compound of both. Thus, human nature contains in itself, in a more perfect way, all the perfections of material bodies, plants, and animals. See chapter 15, section B. And he has them for the sake of, or at the service of, this spiritual life. Human life is, therefore, an order of perfections wherein the lower is for the sake of the higher. The unity of human life is not like the simplicity of God, see chapter 23, section B, but a unity of composition and a hierarchy of perfections. Consequently, the creatures below man are also for the sake of man and at his service. That is why man can possess them and use them, although always according to justice, i.e. taking into account the needs of other men, both individual and social. Economic liberalism puts no limits to the right of private ownership, which is wrong. See chapter 43, section C. However, while man is at the top of the material universe, he is at the bottom of the spiritual universe. Above him are the pure spirits, angels, and above the angels is God, who has the infinitely perfect degree of spiritual life. The spiritual creatures angels and men, have a specifically direct ordination to God. Every creature is made to give glory to God, which means, so to speak, to prove God right, i.e., to behave according to God's design. Bodily creatures give glory to God by being at the service of the spiritual creatures, but the latter give glory to God directly because they can reach God through their own activities of knowing and loving in a spiritual or intellectual sense. This is why they are the image and likeness of God. They reflect God in their knowing and loving. St. Thomas says that every man has the power to know God by himself, and thereby to love God, and not only the power but the actual exercise, since God can and should be known by the natural light of reason. When man receives grace, he is further enlightened and empowered to know and love God, and when he dies, this power reaches its maximum. Man is thus the image of God, both on the natural level and on the supernatural level of grace, and then of glory. We can also see this special ordination of the spiritual creature to God in that, 1. The human soul is directly created by God, see chapter 24, section E, 
2. The end of human life is God himself. See chapter 24, section B. 3. God moves man in every one of his acts. See chapter 18, section D. 4. Only God can penetrate into human conscience. See chapter 24, section F. Because of his spirituality, then, man has the capacity to be elevated to the supernatural life. This capacity is called obediential potency. Man has no capacity to elevate himself, but to be elevated by grace. No nature can rise above itself, but man has the power to be raised. This power, however, lies not in the materiality of man, but in his spirituality. After this elevation, therefore, the entire human nature and its operations in relation to other beings in the universe should be at the service of the supernatural life. See chapter 6, section C.